Welcome to the Sooners Extra Podcast, powered by the Oklahoma. And the Sooners Extra Podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's, taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com. I'm your host, Ryan Aber, here with fellow OUB writer Joe Masato and columnist Barry Trammell after Oklahoma's 55-16 to win over Texas Tech on uh, Saturday afternoon. And uh, Barry, we got to start off with Jalen Hurts. Phenomenal once again, 16-23, 413 yards, uh, three touchdowns. Did have the one interception, his first as a Sooner, and also ran for uh, 70 yards and another score. He seems to he seems to be adapting somewhat to this transition to the uh, frontier of Oklahoma. Yeah, I, th- I, I think it, I think it's probably going to work out. It appears. I I would say so. Remember, I mean, here's one thing I mentioned in my column. Do you remember? I don't. You guys probably didn't say this. You're smarter than me. But I remember saying several times after he got here. You know what? He's clearly a good quarterback. He's got all kinds of good skill sets. Now they're not the same as Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. Lincoln Riley's going to have to tinker with the offense. Can't do everything you've been doing. Probably do some different stuff that you haven't been doing. But one thing people are going to have to get used to is, you know, the deep ball, the deep passing game. It's just <laughs> not going to, you know, it's just not going to be what it has been. And then today, of course, he's shooting rainbows all over the sky into yeah, the I mean, hands the, of the, uh, Charleston the Rambo. Second offensive play of the game. Had a, a really nice deep pass to, to Charleston Rambo that went for, what, 48 yards? 48 and then 74, whatever it was. 71 to, and then, to Lamb. Yeah. And then Multiple passes over 70 yards, one to Lamb, one to Rambo. I mean, it's nuts is what it is. It's nuts. So, clearly, uh, he's got the whole game. He's got the whole game. So Yeah, and I thought today the running with the, the 70 yards, there was a couple plays that really stood out to me. One was a, a, a first down or a, a scramble for a first down where nobody would have blamed him if he would have stepped out. I think it was right at the oh, 50. Yeah. That's right. You're and then right. he turns back into the midfield, and all of a sudden he gains, what, another 10, 15 yards out of it. And I just thought that was really impressive. There was a, a, another time when uh, Texas Tech, I, I can't remember, if it was a, I think it was a corner blitz, um, and he just feels the pressure and steps out around it. And any other quarterback, almost any other quarterback in college football, would have been sacked for a loss of you know seven yards, and he, I think he gained eight on it. Yeah. So just uh, I mean, a phenomenal job by Jalen Hurts today. And you know, we start off the podcast. It seems like every week talking about it, but it's hard to ignore what Jalen Hurts is doing. I'm more and more impressed with his timing. I mean, you mentioned a couple of instances of that, but you know, there was. There was one one scramble he had where it looked like he was sure to just, you know, he he was running toward the sideline, looked like he was about to step out of bounds, does not step out of the bounds like almost any other quarterback would do, picks up an extra 10 yards. Then I think it was the fourth down throw to to, uh, Jeremiah Hall. You know, he, he stood in there and waited to the last second, got hit, but that pass probably wasn't there had he not waited for that long. When he takes off, it seems like he feels the pressure at the right time, doesn't take off too soon. Um just his his timing seems to be just spot on and getting better. Along those lines, I love his his pocket instincts. Uh, seem to be really high high highly refined. He he senses the rush. He knows when to go. No, he got sacked once, but there were four or five times he was within just a split second of of them getting him, and he said. Yep. Time to go, and away, and away he goes. So, and that's the last thing you want is him out in the open field because you can't contain him. So, 
It, it was an impressive performance. It was impressive. Yeah, but Barry, he wasn't the only one. You know, we mentioned uh, you mentioned C.D. Lamb and, and Charleston Rambo with the the uh, deep catches. Career day for C.D. Lamb, and C.D. Lamb's had a lot of really big days here over the last few years for the Sooners. But six catches, 183 yards, uh, three touchdowns. Um, you know, there had been some talk about, well, you know, maybe Charleston Rambo is the number one receiver, and uh, the, their numbers, I think, are going to continue to be close because Charleston Rambo has emerged as a, a, another star on this team. But, um, you know, any thought that CeeDee Lamb had dropped off sort of uh, ended today. Yeah, and, you know, I didn't – did you guys ever sense any – he's such an affable personality. It's hard to sense any – what do you call it? Frustration, uh, or? yeah, frustration over lack of of uh, productivity or targets or whatnot. I mean, I I haven't thought that uh, from from chatting with him. I I think it's just sort of what the defense has given him. You know, UCLA tried some different things defensively that he hadn't seen uh, to this point, and it wound up hurting him because it left uh, left Charleston Rambo open. He had a big day last week or yeah. two weeks ago. So it just seems like this this offense just has so many different weapons that when you try to take one person away as UCLA did with uh, with CD Lamb it opens up other things and then if you don't try to take CD Lamb away you end up with results like we saw today yeah he actually said last week or you know on on Tuesday I think it was or whenever we talked yeah, to the Tuesday. offensive players um he he did say that you know a couple of years ago, he might have been frustrated, but he's yeah. matured and, and and has grown up, and he realizes like it's almost like a compliment. Like th- they're playing a safety over the top of me because I'm so good. Uh, today, he said that Texas Tech was just playing man coverage, and he was able to get his. Um, you know, if you're just playing single man coverage against him, he's going to have a day where he has um, six catches for 183 yards and, and three touchdowns, and that was his career high. So he's a uh, the thing that sticks out about C.D. Lamb now is those yards after the catch. He had two today where he caught the ball right in the middle of the field um, just on a basic slant route. There were three Texas Tech defenders right around him. He spun to his right and then just beat everyone of the end zone. Um, another one, he had a, you know, a guy jump on his back basically on another slant route in the middle of the field. Uh, Dejeron Taylor uh, from, from Carl Albert, and then he just – Taylor just – you know, slipped right off the lamb. So he, he's getting – he could always catch the ball. We never saw him drop anything, but now he's getting stronger, it looks like. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at this long pass to, to Charleston Rambo just to go back to uh, Jalen Hurts uh, for a little bit. I mean, the, the arm strength that he shows on this uh, – what was it, 74, I think, wound up being Charleston Rambo gets brought yeah. down uh, a little bit short, uh, just what at the, about the 15 – but uh, the the arm strength that Jalen Hurts showed showed there is just incredible, and I think that's a play that not a lot of us thought that uh, a throw that not a lot of us thought that Jalen Hurts could make. Really impressive there for for Charleston Rambo to be able to one catch it because he yeah. was about to get lit up there, and uh, two uh, to be able to after you take the hit to spin out of it and and gain another uh what 20 yards or so yeah that that was one of those where like when the ball's in the air you can say you can see like oh no like there's about to be a huge collision because it just floated up there and then for rambo to make that catch but like you said not only for hurts to 
throw that ball, but even or make the you know make an accurate pass, but even attempt that throw. I don't know if that's something that we would have seen. And then I'm also looking at a couple of CDs uh, touchdowns here. I mean, the one where it looked like he was going to get brought down almost immediately when he caught it, and then all of a sudden there's three Texas Tech defenders there, and he just makes one move, and all of them sort of collide together. It was almost comical um, what he was able to do uh, there. And then the other one, really contested catch, and then he breaks the tackle and he's gone. Um, Let's now, Everything we've said is true. One caveat we need to say. Texas Tech's actually not terrible on defense by Texas Tech standards, <laughs> but up front where, is where they're pretty good. Yeah, that secondary is not very good. No, at all. their secondary is not very good. They, it's not. The, they actually cover pretty well, I think, but they are not very physical. They, at they all. couldn't tackle. They can't tackle at all. And I know they're better up front, but Jalen Hurts had a ton of time back there for most. Yeah, of the game, I, I thought. I, I thought the offensive line. Uh, a sort of a reworked offensive line there without Adrian Ely, Bray Walker sliding in there. We saw a lot of R.J. Proctor, uh, although I don't know that anybody ever asked Lincoln about Eric Swenson uh, after the game. I don't think um, so. But we saw a lot of R.J. Proctor there uh, when, when Swenson left, which I believe was right around halftime, yeah. uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but I thought the offensive line held up pretty well and, and gave uh, – Gave Jalen Hurts a lot of time. We're going to take a quick break here on the Sooners Extra Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Aber, alongside Joe Masato and Barry Trammell from the Oklahoman, and this is the Sooners Extra Podcast presented by Zaxby's. Welcome back to the Sooners Extra Podcast, brought to you by Zaxby's, taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com. Uh, Joe, we saw a bit of a scary moment there uh, in the second half when Jalen Hurts throws his first interception as a Sooner, um, tipped off uh, the hands, I believe, of Nick Basquin uh, there, and Kennedy Brooks is, is running over trying to make the tackle, and a uh, Texas Tech defender really dove right at Kennedy Brooks's knee, and it looked really bad. I mean, uh, somebody behind me, Sitting up here in the press box, said he's done. Yeah, uh, and, and meaning for the season. Um, just a, a really scary looking play. It uh, fired up the Oklahoma defense. I mean, we saw it. They had what two fifteen yard penalties just in the next three plays after that. But uh, encouraging news that Kennedy Brooks got up and was able to at least walk across across the field to a medical tent that I don't think we'd ever seen here on the sidelines. At OU, they set up that the little pop-up tent that's sort of become the rage in college football, and uh, he was in and out of there relatively quickly. Yeah, I mean, he was just – he didn't return, but that was just a precaution. Um, and Lincoln Riley said that he avoided serious injury. I mean, it was – I thought it was a pretty – you know, it didn't have any result on, on the game, but I thought it was a pretty pivotal moment for OU's defense. Eli Howard was the Texas Tech – defensive lineman he actually hit kennedy brooks's left knee but it but it you know the force of it kennedy brooks's right leg was was in the ground and and it kind of popped his right leg out where it looked like he surely had torn a ligament in that right knee he he grabbed it and it was sort of a scary moment and then that defense came back in and you know like you said had the had the two penalties alex uh pat pat field said that's 
that's the most intense they've been for a prolonged period of time where you know it wasn't just one play it was that whole next possession and they ended up holding Texas Tech to a field goal I thought Alex Grinch had an interesting quote after the game he said like you know I love to see that but like why does it take that for us to, us to show that intensity? In other words, like we sh- they should always play like that rather than you know seeing your teammate get hurt and then all of a sudden you're fired up. Well, with all due respect to Alex Grinch, that's just human nature, right? Yeah, you know, in the same way, I think was it Lincoln had a good speech today about you, the humans can't play eighty, seventy five, eighty plays in a football mm, yeah. game all out in terms of physical effort well it's the same with emotion if you go out there and spend all your emotion in the first 10 minutes yeah i mean it's a, it's the same kind of thing so whatever you can do you know i it was uh whatever the word is noticeable uh measurable whatever you could tell they were playing with their hair on fire in ways and frankly that's just you know it's like it's like asking somebody that you know saves uh, saves uh, somebody's life by Pull, picking a car up right because exactly. the adrenaline it's like saying how come you just can't go pick that car up then? <laughs> well because the adrenaline makes a difference and the adrenaline was flowing with those sooners after that cheap shot yeah it really was that was a uh, was an interesting moment in the midst of a blowout yeah. to see he, he has since apologized just putting that out there quite a lengthy apology on yeah, twitter a yeah. bit more about it what all the apologize for well he, here's uh eli howard's Basically, a little bit. He, he tweeted my deepest apologies and, and tagged both uh, Texas Tech head coach Matt Wells and athletic director Kirby Hokut, as well as Kennedy Brooks. He said, My deepest apologies to uh, uh, Wells and Hokut for my illegal hit. It is a terrible look for TTU. Also, sorry to Kennedy Brooks, 26. I hope there is no serious harm done. Um, and then he posted a long note uh, yeah. that he wrote on his phone, basically said he felt like it was a bang bang play wasn't trying to be dirty he was just trying to uh you know uh, spring their guy but he certainly understands the gravity of the hit um when you see the replay when you see you know how how bad it looked there's two things going on here they actually didn't get him for a late hit they got him for an illegal block that's right right and now he's a defensive player so He's supposed to know what an illegal block is because guys yeah. can do it to him. But he's a defensive player. He doesn't yeah. go around blocking. All of a sudden, they get a turnover. Yeah. It's like if OU gets a turnover. Heck, it's like, uh, you know, uh, 4th of July. Everybody's <laughs> celebrating, and you're playing out of your head. I'm surprised there's not. Look at how many blocking the backs there are after interceptions. Yeah, Defenders don't know what they're doing <laughs> when they got the ball. Everybody's just, it's just chaos. So I'll cut him a little bit of slack there. He just lost his head. Yeah, I, I don't think he he meant to be uh, vicious or dirty, but certainly it looked like that. And I, I know people around here were fired up in the stadium. You got that, that vibe. And, again, like I said, Joe, it was just a, a weird moment in the midst of a blowout. Yeah, I mean, all in all, I mean, everyone came out of it pretty okay. Um, you know, OU's running backs had, had no problems when, when Kennedy Brooks went out. Ramondre Stevenson has become like the king of garbage time yardage and, and touchdowns. Yeah, um, as soon as they just handed him the ball, that second team <laughs> offense looked pretty good, didn't That's it? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Till then, as sort of Keystone cops. Yeah, but uh, you know, we saw we see Trey Sermon tonight. Um, let's see what he finished with: seventy-six yards. He had the big thirty-two. Uh, a couple yard touchdowns. Run. He, he had start. the thirty-two yard runs. Yeah, Kennedy, Kennedy Brooks, Brooks started. started, and Kennedy um, Brooks. 
finally found his kryptonite. Texas Tech is his kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah he, he's 10 he, yards a carry against literally anybody he plays against. Yeah, basically yeah. for his career, yeah. he's averaged 10 yards a carry. Yeah, he got today, maybe, you know, 3.6. He, he got held down by the, uh, by the Raiders of Red. Yeah, but uh, Ramondre Stevenson, only four carries, but 29 yards, averaged 7.2 a carry. Of course, 28 of that came on the, the one one run, but uh, you know he's he's looked pretty effective uh, at times too. Um, you know, I, it looked like Austin Stogner was going to score his first touchdown. We didn't see much of Grant Calcaterra tonight. You know, when you're talking about Morris. the passing game, or Lee Morris, but Austin Stogner. Lee Morris is entering the transfer portal. <laughs> going to try to sign on in uh, in November with the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> hey, apparently, you know, the the Lee Morris to Kyler Murray uh, connection is big. So, you know, if he can try to, you know, yeah. juice we, we that. We wrote a lot alive. about that. And yet at the same time, I think we understated how uh, big it was. Yes. Of course, you know what? This team doesn't seem to throw to that H-back slash big slot receiver as much. They threw one no. to Stogner. Yeah. Hit old Stogner for a nice little wheel route down to the one-yard yeah. line today. Like I said, I thought Stogner was going to score a touchdown. Yeah. They got brought down uh, Willis just one got yard a carry, short. Which was odd. Braden Willis got a carry. Yeah. You haven't seen that they position two get back. much. Yeah, they, they, two they back like that, that two-back look a little bit. But um, they're not throwing like the you, way they did to those guys. The bigger th- guys. Is it like a change in the offense, or do you think Hurts just doesn't see that as well or feel comfortable doing it? It's a good question. I don't know. It's a good question for Lincoln Riley. Um, it might be that, you know, there, there's no reason to throw the ball. It's a more top-heavy offense this year in terms of targeting. They're, even with uh, Hollywood Brown and C.D. Lamb on the team last year, they still spread it around a lot more than they are this year. And that includes to the other wideouts, too. Yeah. Like Basquin gets very little. Uh, A.D. Miller. Uh, Hazelwood Hazelwood's become the number three guy. Yeah. And let me tell you what, in case anybody prefers to listen to us instead of watching the games, you might not know this, <laughs> Hazelwood's good. Yeah. He's yeah. real good. He is He is really good. Now you know why Trajan, Trajan Bridges said, hey, maybe I'll try safety. <laughs> that was a little rough the first go oh of it. Goodness. But maybe he'll oh, oh, get yeah. a second hey, go. Let's, uh, <laughs> we're going to take a break real quick, and we're going to talk uh, come back for the final segment and talk some more about defense. We'll talk about uh, Trajan Bridges at safety as uh, Barry and Joe set us up perfectly for a little bit of a teaser. But I uh, want to remind you to be sure and bookmark RedRiverRivalryRadio.com for Oklahoma, Texas Week. Just coming up here in a couple weeks as we launch a 24-hour, seven-day-long pop-up radio station celebrating this historic rivalry. We look forward as we go live October 5th in preparation of the October 12th showdown. I'm Ryan Aber, and this is the Sooners Extra Podcast presented by Zach. Welcome back to the Sooners Extra Podcast brought to you by Zaxby's, taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com. Mentioned before the break, we're going to talk more about defense. And, uh, Barry, you know, we've had questions about how much better this defense is. I think a lot, all of us felt like it was significantly better um, going into this week. We weren't sure how much we were going to learn about the defense given Texas Tech struggles, but we saw some signs that this defense is significantly better today, I thought, and one of them uh, came in the second quarter. Was it the second quarter 
when uh, yes, yeah, the yes, second yes, quarter. They didn't do anything in the first quarter. Um, Texas Tech uh, fakes a punt, which all of us, I think, Everybody knew were like, why, why are there, were they thinking about punting there? Why not just go for it, fake a punt, get a first down, and then the next play, uh, guy breaks a, a, a long run there. Looks like he's going to go 60 yards for a touchdown. Doesn't look like there's hardly any chance anybody's going to get him. And Delarian Turner yell, uh, starting on the opposite side of the play, winds up going and, and tackling him, making a shoestring tackle at the two. OU uh, gets a goal line stand, holds him there, forces a field goal. And I, I thought that that segment, Barry, really showed uh, some improvement from last year. Still not exactly sure how much better this defense is, but, again, we continue to see signs that they are better. Yeah, yeah. the thing I like most today was their short yardage. You know, this Tech team can't throw a lick. I mean, they're going to get – Yeah, I mean, they only threw for 122 yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, somebody's going to come to love which, them and just you know, strip The ghost that. of Cliff Kingsbury yeah, 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 is rolling over. Yeah. But they actually ran the ball pretty well against the Sooners. And yet, in short yardage, the Sooners stiffened up. I think I counted seven short yardage plays, not counting that fake fourth and one. Yeah. But seven short yardage plays, needing three yards or less, Tech converted one of them. So, to me, that's very encouraging because Tech, you know, they, they showed they could run the ball good, decent. They got a, And they got a mobile quarterback. Jet Duffy couldn't throw a lick and didn't really play a very good game, although he's way better than the guy they started. Uh, as an aside <laughs> today, this was an indictment of the Oklahoma defense of 2018. Yeah, I mean, when Jet Duffy <laughs> came in last year, they looked just about as good. He he ran for one touchdown, threw for yeah, two. Yeah, and uh, what the w- one of the ones he threw was in the first half of that game. That's he, right. He came in there for a series. So, you know, they got the Tech got one touchdown total today. So, but anyway, um, you can tell this. You can tell this defense is better just on aggressiveness passion those kinds of things it's the kind of thing you guys have been talking about with with turner yale and some of the plays he made they just yeah the the they're uh, just getting with it more i th- i thought the uh, forced fumble that neville gallimore had that was a good was, play was great a play. really good play i mean he he fought through at least a double team there on the initial block and then shedded another block after he fought through the double team and then catches duffy from behind and, and forces that ball out uh, a really good play. Kenneth Murray's sack yeah. uh, was another one that st- stood out. I think that was a third down sack, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, you know kept that defense rolling early when they got a lot of stops. So continue to see activity in that front seven. And uh, the secondary was pretty solid, especially the corners, which had been solid all year. Tackled well. With, That's what yeah, I like. Jaden yeah, Davis was good again. Yeah, Jaden Davis, I think somebody on the broadcast said that he was their best defensive back, yeah, which Joel to me, Klatt. Joel Klatt, uh, which to me is not an indictment on the other guys. It's showing that, hey, we know Parnell Motley and, and Trey Brown and, and those guys are playing well right now, but if Jaden Davis is better than them, he's really, uh, really good. So, um why just, wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? If he's playing that good, why wouldn't they like move Trey Brown to safety or something? Get all three of them on the field. That's a good. I mean, here's my thought: is they want to they want to get some depth at all spots, and you've got the depth at corner. Well, so that's why a waste? Nah, that's a good point. That's um, a good point. So you never have too many corners. You can, you know, you can really limit yourself if you move them over. Then all of a sudden, you don't have depth at either position. 
That's um, a good point. All right, all right, all right, which point. the depth at safety brings us to Trajan Bridges. <laughs> yes. It was uh, a rough debut oh, for Mr. Bridges. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel uh, sorry for the kid because he's clearly. Yeah, I mean, he was put into an impossible situation, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the so I, I don't know if. Did he play a third series or just the two series? I'm pretty sure it was just the two series. So one major foul per possession. That's sort of what he's yeah, he had two, he had two penalties. And if a guy hadn't gotten a, out of if a, if someone hadn't been in his way on his first play, he probably would have been thrown out of the game for targeting. I mean, he just like there, it's a run play. The guy was already down. Bridges comes in and just dives right. head first straight at him. Um, but luckily did not make contact um, for him and the ball carrier. But, yeah, I mean, it was a rough go. And I think safety, for but, all that we've talked about rotation-wise, they're rotating on it, basically every position defensively, including corner where they're really good. Safety is still the one spot they really don't have a yeah, rotation. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't throw in anybody else other than uh, uh, Turner Yell yeah. and, and Pat Fields until the very end. Bridges came in at nickel for Radley yeah. Hiles. Bridges came in for Radley Hiles there briefly. He was out what after that first drive after what three plays, four plays, then something like that. Back and in. Radley Hiles. Here, got to get it back in there, Buki. There's one thing that's sort of a negative today, and that is how it, you know OU's defense played really well and dominated. I thought, but part of that's because Tech is not right. The old Tech. And next week's Kansas, and yeah, Kansas uh, came and back to earth a little bit today. Right. But let's yeah. also remember what last year's Kansas team, which was awful. Well, that's true. Did but, against. But what I'm saying is this. Yeah. The truth of the matter is, with a few exceptions, this team's not going into the Cotton Bowl as battle-tested defensively as you would hope for. Yeah. When you're playing Tech two weeks before you play the Longhorns, the least, the, I mean, for 20 years you've been able to say, well, we'll know where we're at because yeah. Tech, Tech will show you where you're at. Yeah, since, and since Tech the was day, not capable of showing them where they were at today. Yeah, since the day that Mike Leach arrived in Lubbock, you've been able to say that. Yeah. Houston, I mean, Houston is the only above-average offense they're going to play before the Texas game. Unless UCLA has just blossomed into a superpower. <laughs> I mean, they've... You see, he's averaged forty point five points this last two games. <laughs> <laughs> a game, forty point five a game. Yeah, as, as, as Barry likes to say, use all ambiguity to, to your, your advantage. advantage. <laughs> Doctor James Yuck, right down, right across the quad over here at Gettinger Hall. He taught me that many years ago, and I stand by it. <laughs> so San, San Diego State's defense is like the Chicago Bears, basically. Uh, if UCLA's recent <laughs> success is any indication. Apparently so. Well, it's a uh, – but it, all in all, it was a spectacular day for the Sooners. Um, got exactly what you needed. So, uh, apparently nobody too hurt. You know, yeah, I mean, Kennedy Brooks, uh, Kennedy Brooks, I think, is worth keeping an eye on. Uh, like I mentioned, Eric Swenson left the game um, about halftime. We'll see, you know, what, what the deal was with him. Ely was a surprise. Ely was a uh, surprise. He was limping before the game. We what, saw him on the field. You, did it surprise you guys that with Ely out, Bray Walker got the start? Yes, I I was surprised. I thought that they would uh, that R J Proctor would slide into that spot and they they would uh, you know maneuver the 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 offensive line around a little bit. But uh, Bray Walker, the I always want to say sophomore because that's where. 
uh, he started, but West uh, Westmore kid. He finished at Westmore, right? I think he, so. Yeah, he finished at Westmore. Yeah. He, did. <laughs> he did finish at Westmore. Um, gets in there and and performs. I thought pretty well. The couple few plays that I focused in on him. Um, Joe, another change that we saw today, not necessarily unexpected, after uh, Callum Sutherland's arrest uh, last weekend, was uh, Sutherland not being dressed out today and uh, Gabe Burkich uh, getting the chance, and, and Burkich takes advantage of it. And, you know, this could be a, a situation. Burkich made all of his extra points, makes uh, two field goals, what, the 33 and a 34-yarder. This could be a situation where, hey, Burkett shows that he can handle the pressure and maybe just all things being equal because Lincoln Riley's talked about how close this battle was that uh, they stick with him. Yeah, I mean, it looked like he hit the ball well. Lincoln Riley said in his postgame press conference that, you know, going into the season he was comfortable with either guy being the kicker. It didn't seem like that was his decision, that he was happy with either one. It, it doesn't seem like they could tell much apart from their – uh, false success, but yeah, Callum Sutherland, no official word on him from OU, but it was at least a one-game suspension. We'll see what his status is moving forward, and could be a pretty costly bi-week mistake if they feel good about Gabe Burkich now, and I don't know, maybe Sutherland lost his job. We'll see. Well, well um, Gerbic, is that how you say it? <laughs> Burkich. 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 Starts with a B, not a G. B-R-K-I-C. Gabe Burkich. Yeah. Gabe Burkich. Okay. It's a, it's a tough going, one. Can I just call him Elvis <laughs> Gerback? We'll, we'll call it even. I'll call Burkich. He didn't have any kind of no, pressurized I mean, field there, goal. There, there 33 and 32 pressure. yards, 33 and 34, um, whatever it was, and they're, they're winning in a route, so no pressure. But, of but course, I will it's, say hard this. To, it's hard to emulate the pressure until you actually have That's it. That's right. You There's know, no Southern real had, way to do it. You know, Southern hadn't faced it either. Yeah. Now, Southern was Austin coming off Siebert the- faced it twice in his career and missed both of them. So, you know, now he's kicking for the Browns. But I will say this. Burkich, his two field goals, they looked good. Yeah, they did. I mean, they weren't they weren't wounded ducks that found the found the space yeah. between the uprights. They they were zip yeah, balls. Yeah, he, he pounded them through. So, so I like that a lot. I like I like and, what I saw out of that. And Burkich has the the built-in advantage of being a scholarship guy you you, you want to give you know the scholarship guys every opportunity to win jobs and you know we all like it uh when walk-ons make a name for themselves yeah but when you're talking about a scholarship guy versus a walk-on if all things are equal you know you're probably going to go with the scholarship guy and in the wonderful world of high school kicker rankings, I think Burkich was like the number four or five guy <laughs> in the class. I mean, he was well-regarded. They all go to these kicking camps and rank them there, so he definitely has. The Jamie Cole kicking camps? Yeah, he's got the pedigree that you would expect um, that Sutherland doesn't really have, but we'll see. I mean, it's a it's going to be a fun competition to watch. <laughs> yeah, it will. So next, next week – when we are uh, in Lawrence, bright and early, that'll be one of the things that we'll be keeping an eye on, who's handling the kicks. But, uh, oh, sorry, Barry, what are you, you going to interject no, no, there? No, 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 Okay. I'm good. Because I, I was going to wrap things up, but you picked up your mic. So uh, if you have something to say that we haven't touched no, on. No, I just was prepared. Okay. Well, it's it's always good to be ready. <laughs> always good to be prepared. <laughs> You're, you are not wrong, but uh, – we're going to wrap that up with our, our post-game podcast there. Uh, you can check out our work on uh, Oklahoman.com. Barry, 
uh, in Sunday's Oklahoma and writes about Jalen Hurts. I wrote about the defense. Joe had a little bit of everything. Kennedy Brooks. Uh, what else did you have in the uh, journal there? C.D. Lamb, Gabe Burkich, some of the stuff we've talked about. Yeah, but, so. but, you know, feel free to, to read what we've talked about. Of course. Uh, uh, we we wrote it better than we said it. I promise <laughs> yeah. you. you. I hope, hope so. so. <laughs> this is our, this is our uh, secondary vocation right here. Yeah. So thanks for listening to the Sooners Extra podcast from the Oklahoman. Please drop us a line at uh, the best way is email or Twitter. My email, R-A-B-E-R at Oklahoman.com. Twitter, R-Y-A-B-E-R. Joe? Uh, Jay Masato at Oklahoma.com and Joe underscore Masato on Twitter, um, M-U-S-S-A-T-T-O. Just email me at btrammel, no repeat consonants, B-T-R-A-M-E-L, at Oklahoma.com or just call me, 405-760-8080. I said this earlier uh, last week in a podcast and somebody called me, so feel free, feel free. Barry is the most accessible man in the media. Just say if you if you if you got if you've got to uh, if if the only way you feel comfortable communicating is via Twitter. Well, move on down the road to somebody else. <laughs> but yeah, you probably have to reach out to me or Joe and say, "Hey, tell Barry this." That's probably uh, the way to go there. But the Sooners Extra Podcast is presented each week by Zaxby's, taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com. We'll be back early next week with another edition of the Sooners Extra Podcast.